0: Hello, I'm Dr. Dwayne Hartman, The Trans Alchemist, and this is my podcast on Anchor FM. Here we discuss alternative ways to take your power back from a society that is hell-bent on enslaving you. For over 20 years, I have worked as a hypnotherapist, but I have found that the need For me to be a de-hypnotist was more important at this time. There are alternate ways to have yourself become completely and totally free. And here we discuss those options. Welcome and enjoy the podcast. Today, I'm doing the second interview with Shaylee Edwards, and you can find her at her website, habitbook.com. Well, hello, Shaylee. How are you?
1: Hello, Dwayne. I'm excellent today. How are you?
0: I'm delightful. Thank you. Um, You, uh, uh, since our last uh, interview, what new has been happening in
1: your- oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! What new has been happening? Well, I am—I was gonna say blessed, and then I was gonna edit it, but I'll lead with what came first. I'm blessed to experience life on several levels, externally and internally, and so. Externally, there have been some progressions in my contribution to how I serve on a one-to-one level and also how I serve with content more broadly. And then internally, there have been several large shifts or updates that have translated to feelings of greater openness and softness and sensitivity to non-physical information. Okay. It's been a big couple of weeks.
0: Softness is always good, isn't it?
1: At first, it was quite scary.
0: Yes. (laughs) It's like letting go. You know, If if we sit for a moment and just begin letting go of all of our levels of identity when we return to that sacred space inside of us but it can be scary to let go right and we get naturally get
2: softer and softer as we let go right but it's always neat to go in there for a, a reset right yeah
1: what have you been
0: working on the last couple of weeks? What's been there for you? Well, I do. I, I, I have a lot of different irons in the pan, you know, in the fire. I mean, so <laughs> part-time I'm farming and, uh, you know, and part-time I'm uh, doing this and, you know, interviews and also, uh, you know, working with my own clients you know which i love doing i you know i love seeing the magic abound you know given the opportunity
2: people people will open
0: up to um their own magic within right i'm a lot like you uh in that i think uh from what i've seen with your videos um, is that you know i know that the magic is within you and i just have to do a good job of eliciting it out right so and to see that you know magic because i you know i look at it at as a point of view that it's that people are god and uh and that the only reason why we suffer is because we're we're not we haven't resurrected that inside of us <laughs> and become it. Um, but uh, when, when that happens, you know, and you see that happening with people, it's it's phenomenal. You know, what they can, they can heal in their own life, what they can heal physically, mentally, emotionally, right? Yeah.
2: So that's what I do.
1: I think the farming piece is interesting, and if we have time for it here, I would love to hear more about it. Otherwise, I will contact you offline.
0: Oh, okay, all right, sure, and yeah, okay. if you can ask questions about anything, you're just go ahead, and I'll, you know.
1: What I'd actually like to do is talk a little bit about. So, when you said "illicit," the visual I got was a lightning bolt that can connected to, um, surfaces or to things. And what is, what might be interesting to talk about is how God lives. What is it like to live as God? And maybe, um, I'd love to hear what that's like for you, what that's like for your clients. And then I can, I can express what that's been like for me
0: well there's just uh there there there's uh our original consciousness that we came in with and then we were very quickly programmed out of it and um you know to live a to live a, a human 3D kind of life um so what is it what is it like well i'm i'm preempting with this because when we get back far enough that we can actually take a look as as the god within at our own life we realize holy man you know uh i i really i really get involved with a lot of things that i don't even need to right
3: the
0: the experience with other people i just did an interview the the other day yesterday and on the interview uh I know you're into metaphors, <laughs>
3: and
0: uh, and so while she was talking, she was saying, I don't know what I'm going to do, and she put her hands like this, and she, she says, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I go, I know what you're going to do, and she goes, what? I says, put your hands like that and float out and just take a look at it, because you're your unconscious is showing us what to do, right? And so she floated out, and and she was in tears, actually. You know, I was interviewing her, and she was in tears. And, and all of a sudden, she floated out, and she started laughing hysterically, like, you know, like she was in, in full-blown Satori, right? She floated out, and she could look at that. So there is that feeling of what that is like, everything that you could imagine is difficulties problems and everything else when you go into that state and you float out you realize it's just a game it's just a game and uh and out here you can see that but when you're immersed in it you can't you know it was kind of like one time uh i was sitting there and i I did a lot a lots of self observation in my life and i was sitting there one time and i had this you know like kind of like the devil and the angel arguing right in my mind and i was going half crazy because they weren't coming to a conclusion (laughs) and i thought i was i was that i thought i was that and then i heard a voice from the back of my head that said come with me and i went what who's that right with me and I just went and I floated back and when I did I could see the two of them there and they instantly kind of went what the heck and they turned and looked at me because I was the awareness and as the awareness I was feeding them but when I floated back I didn't feed them anymore and and they were like powerless without that awareness It was like a, I don't know, an old part of me or an ancient part of me or whatever that said, come with me. And it wanted me to see that, that awareness on something always makes it more. Right? So we just have to get
2: really, really creative with our awareness and where we place it.
1: Yeah, I would add why as well, why we place it. The why to me presupposes who and for what. And when, uh, so I mentioned in the last episode that I seem to have or have had an approach that's sort of (laughs) troubleshooting. I discovered a lot, um, from that vantage point until, well, you don't need to do it that way. That was an adventure that I had. And from that, um, the why is a sneaky but subtle and powerful influence on the experience. If you are using some of the spiritual quote unquote techniques from a place of fear then the effect is, you know, it's, yeah, 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 so even, um, I think play is a great way to access why without bringing with you your junk, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and last time you had mentioned, you'd use the word notion, you know, the notion to explore what if this was, non-threatening what if this wasn't me what if i had absolute leadership and that love uh, that come that changes perhaps an energy or motivation of desperation or fear to something that can move
0: yeah something that can move when we're little kids it's curiosity it's childlike wonder it's you know, and that's a totally different thing than fear. I mean, that's like, ooh, I'm I'm coming from complete abandon. You know, like I, I I am coming from this space of, you know, I'm I'm in a universe that I'm safe now. Let's just explore.
2: You know. I think that,
0: I feel that that magic, if we want to. Play in that field of. Of human potential magic, wonderment is a is a is is a great tool. And and why as well? I would uh, ask myself the question: What is my motivation here? So when I do anything, what is your motivation? I'd hear that voice. What is the motivation here? Um, was it to appear a certain way, or was it? And then I could go, I could just say, "Well, get off it, you know. You don't have to appear anyway, you know." So it's kind of like why? Because I'd ask myself, basically, why are you doing this?
2: Why did you choose? Why did you do that? What's the motivation? Right? I don't know. Does that ring?
1: Yeah, essentially connecting with the dominant intention. And if the dominant intention arises from a place of fear, that is the same as denial of divinity. And therefore, the exercise of using the spiritual tool is still part of the experience of, of not I'm not really tapping into that power, that possibility. Yeah. So I find that why thinking or thinking from the place of fear also has a presupposition of the self. I, we looked at this last time as well, the small I, not I am, but I, the personality. And that limits the doors that one can perceive so I think of uh, when you're saying uh, like what question to ask to reframe it what's funny about this you know wonder and what's funny can do a lot yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah I've seen that where people are having well just like I was saying with this last last interview i did it was definitely went into a place of distraught tears everything else and i'm sitting there going what 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 are we going to do here and (laughs) uh, because it's an interview not a session right and uh, but there was that metaphor as soon as i suspended it uh there was this metaphor that came up that i just utilized the metaphor and boom right
2: just paying attention but
0: Trusting that we we're in that sacred space with our clients and that the answers will be there, right? Again, that's, a, that's for a lot of people, that's a fearful let go, right? <laughs> we're just going to let go in the session. We have no cliff notes. It's just, right,
2: we're just going in and suspending.
0: But in that, you're suspending this reality, which is a good thing, because there's a reality that's wanting to be birthed out of everybody that has been suppressed, Okay. Right?
1: Yeah, I think with the letting go, and I did a video about this a couple weeks ago, surrendering is really, you're only surrendering an illusion. Yeah. And one way I think of that is if you grew up in a small town, you never left the small town and you weren't really exposed to so much um from the outside world, when you approach something, you only use what you have. That is the same like let me, Shaylee, the personality, figure this out. You can only use what you have in your pockets. But when you identify as an expression of the divine and you let go that you need to, I need to fix this, then you have access to inspiration, which is and and the imagination. What what could be? What might be?
0: Exactly. And then you give that opportunity for it to come in. My my old teacher one time said, um, "You've got to." Here's your task for the week. Do not ask a question to anyone. Not even the price of those shoes. Just
2: say to yourself, I will know. And it's
0: amazing what happens with that. You start, you start cracking into a whole different level of life. Where your environment is part of you where you'll sit there and say, okay, well, I, want, I wonder what the price of those shoes are. I will know. And then somebody will walk by and ask, what are the, what's the price of these? And that person will say, well, they're $54. And you go, oh, I can't believe this. Right? The answer came. It came through somebody else, but you didn't have to ask. But you got to realize that this is this this whole thing that we're living in is quite magical.
1: Yeah. You know, and what's interesting about that call and response that I've been playing with recently is that it, it's almost like the old school GPS on the dashboard where it depends on the direction that you get depends on, where the destination you have in mind and your current location. And so I've been practicing. uh, So the process for me had been first surrendering that I knew what the outside world meant and then surrendering that I knew who I was and then surrendering at this point that even my guidance is concrete or fixed. And and that comes back to the why. Why would you want to know? What is there for you? What, is it for the joy or pleasure? Is it, is it for creativity? Or is it from a place of I need to because? And so I've been watching myself kind of almost like flip through almost in one of those old viewfinders where you click and it changes, flip through different call and responses from the world around me depending on where I want to go. And, and why i'm asking
0: and why you're asking you know in 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 the in the zen zen temples right and a monk is learning you know to be a monk he goes up to his teacher and he says he asks a question and he says i have a problem and the zen master says take him out and give him 40 lashes
2: and they're like, what? Why? For having a question? He says,
0: no, with identifying with the fact that you have a problem. So we get to that point where, see, we've got a, a little ways to go to psychologically really be grounded in the fact that we're God, Right? because if you're god would you have that question or would you already know would you need to do this thing or would you already own it within yourself do you have to reach for it or is it already within you right so there's so many things like uh, like just lately i was doing another interview and we're talking about the fact that there is this basic uh, uh, overlying premise that that there are authoritaries in the world and you're a submissive right and that's only a game that's being played really when you float out of it and you realize that this this folks that 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 are saying that i am your dictator and you're going to do this and you're going to do that really is just a game It's not, it's not really the way it is, right? We float out and we take a look and we go, well, who, you know, I'm just as much in charge of my reality as what, what they are. What am I doing submitting to something that I don't even like, right? When did that start, Shaylee? When did that start that, that there's this authoritarian kind of concept unless we take a look at it you know people are following along and just you know chunking along marching along to the drummer here but we have to take a look at that and go okay well where's this drummer leading us right where are we going because it's not it's it doesn't you know the end result we got to be able to look at further that doesn't look very promising if we continue that right and our reality and our own personal reality because there is only your personal reality the outside reality is just a combination of everybody's reality bumping into each other but as a what i do and uh, meeting people all the time and really getting into their head and uh, what they're doing every one of them is manifesting their own personal sovereign reality but all believing that there's there's the one reality which there isn't it's all individual realities but we're being convinced that there's one reality herded into a into a corral right
1: yeah and I think even the language of herded or corralled takes a little i I might shift it to like dancing along with so I think of personal realities like each person has their own like 1990s shoulder riding boombox, you know, and you ha- everyone is is has music playing that is unique to them mm
3: hmm Yep.
1: And if you were attempting, perhaps there is a very loud boom box in the room with you. If you dance to that music, you'll feel a little disharmony, disease, discomfort, because it's different than your natural rhythm. Right. And I think, um, no, when you're talking about the individual reality, what occurred to me recently, I was uh, listening to a course on general relativity and it finally clicked about objective reality and that really stood out to me as possibly like there being a possible application when we're looking at personal reality where objective reality um in einstein's papers basically saying that while you can't discern if event a occurred before event b and you can't discern what's up, what's down, what's north, what's west, what you can conclude is this unit called space-time, a distance between the two things, Mm -hmm. two two objects or or two uh, two, uh, events. And when I have been unfolding myself, which to me, knowing that I'm God doesn't absolve me from certain difficulties or certain um transitions as much as pr- provide an alternative relationship to them that allows for higher level emotions to be available and, and what might orig- like what might seem like chaos or something is wrong. So yeah. what I've been playing with recently, um, I was coming home the other day and my neighbor uh, was talking about you know living in New Orleans, and I said that I was grateful that it helped heal me. And uh helped me sober up not um from a drug, but from illusion, because there's so much illusion here. And he said, "Well, you know, that's unusual. most people it's the opposite effect for them." And I said, "Well, I really had to use my imagination and and all of that ties together in saying that there is a co-creative component you're to me anyhow of of what is presented what is in motion, what, it, what exists currently that transcends any kind of meaning or understanding. And at that moment, you have the opportunity to interact with it from your own story, your own imaginative, what can this be for? What is this for? How do I want to use this? And that to me has been kind of how I am digesting the whole, my wholeness in a system that is always growing
0: that's it it's dynamic yeah it's the expansion of the universe we're living right in it i had a hell of a time trying to come up like i'd done it several times wrote a course wrote my course rewrote my course then rewrote my course again and then i finally come to the conclusion that what I'm teaching is dynamic and you can't write a course on it because when you write a course on it, you set it in stone. And it's an evolving thing. So how can I I write the course into a course book if it's evolving all the time? I'll be constantly rewriting the course, so I do it differently now. Now they get a recording of the video and that's the course at this time.
2: Because
3: yeah, I
2: think,
0: the next the next time that we run the course, it's going to be full of different stuff because there's different people involved, different realities. You know what I'm saying? It's dynamic.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I went onto a site one time, and this site uh, group page and whatever was more scientific than anything, and. And they said, do you realize that the universe is expanding from any point that you're at in the universe? It's expanding from there. And I says, yes, because consciousness always expands. And they says, why don't you get out of here, you pseudo-scientist? And I says, okay. <laughs> so I left, but- <laughs> <So> I left. <laughs> God, it's expanding from any point that you're at. Yeah. Right? was my you
2: know, thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, and I think that's an interesting, I think last time we touched on barriers to allowing what is true aligning with the Christ or God consciousness. I think one of them is almost uh, for me, at least, had been some level of not being, you really have to, or I really had to learn to allow that I can only live the question that there is, there will be no safety, quote unquote, or satisfaction or fulfillment through an answer, because there is none. It, it, It exists momentarily, like you said, it's, it's dynamic. And so that arrival that I had been seeking is not a, a, a static experience. It is a, a relationship and an allowing.
0: So that's the kind of thing that, that, that I also share with my clients and students. This says, okay. This is fine and good. You've got some sort of stability in your psychological makeup here. You know, this equals that. I says, but... Honestly, you're standing on a precipice and there's nothing in front of you. You keep rehearsing the past to puke it forwards so that you relive it again and again and again and again to give you a false sense of security, of stability. Now, we got to move that point into that I am the stability. Because when you pop into the next realm, when you're floating out there in the infinite... What are you gonna do besides flail? And then choose another trip in the on the reincarnation wheel because you feel insecure out there. But the thing that is is that we need to be able to develop that security within ourselves, a feeling that's unrockable, right? You know, I am as all are, I am God as all are. That's That could be one. But if it brings a feeling to you, right? I'm very fortunate. You asked about the farming. I'm very fortunate living, uh, uh, you know, my early child look, childhood life on the farm. Then I went off into the city and then all over, you know, the United States and Europe and then come back to the farm again. There's things that you didn't quite totally appreciate until you get older. But I, I, I go out there and I look at the, at the cow herd and I watch them living their life, right? And a lot of people go, oh my God, you know, you raise cows and whatever. I it's just it's a beautiful thing to watch the cows. It's a beautiful thing to go out there with the quad and start toning and watch those curious little beings come to you and wanna figure out what, what you're doing. They're all sniffing you and looking at you. You know, I, 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 you know, there's different types of farmers. There's farmers that do vast amount of cow. We don't. We do a tight herd, and, and they're our friends. They aren't enemies to us, or so we don't, you know, abuse them or anything else. Eh? And that same life force is in that cow that's in me that desires to live a life that same life force is in that tree over there that same life force is in everything that same life force called god is in all things and to connect to that feeling inside
2: and realize that 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 is forever right that tickly childlike expansion of joy of life
0: is the key. And you know, people dismiss it so much because it's childlike and we're supposed to be adults here. Well, that's really panned out well for us, hasn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. More serious.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's get real serious. Yeah.
1: Everyone's so much fun. Yeah. I think think when we're coming back to like, I guess today my theme is somewhere around the why and that what I found, where I found freedom was really looking what I must believe to be true. If that's what I want, that's where I'm coming from. What must I believe to be true? And with life force, what has, and each path is unique and beautiful, and and on mine, there had been a lot of, oh no, I'm going to die sensations, We're really feeling like the end of myself, and early on, that was terrifying, because I thought my physical self, and I also didn't really have a relationship to any of those concepts in a way that allowed for me to experience that in wonder and joy, how cool to have the sense how cool to witness or be a part of an experience uh like that um but as you know so living out those questions why i why i want to stay alive presupposes that you aren't that you can die and so identification with life force allowing that i'm not so important that when my Plato goes back into the overall ball of Plato, what Plato like it's not optimal for all of life, really allowing it, it was so freeing for me to let my life be life's life so that it's no longer about how do I get Shaley's life, right? I'm part of an expression of life and therefore, while I make the most of what is before me, I am forever a part of. Living I, I can't I can't die.:
0: No. You have never been born, nor will you ever die. You're eternal yeah. And it all depends on whether you're living from the point of 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 the eye or looking through the
2: eye. Good one
0: You know. To see the world in a grain of sand and heaven in a wild flower, to hold eternity in the palm of your hand and infinity in an hour. You were led to believe a lie when you see with and not through the eye that was born in a night to perish in a night
2: while a spirit slept in beams of light. Ooh. <laughs> with me forever that poem yeah. because it really tells a, uh, it really tells to me a truth
0: when you say i what do you mean is it the eye that's the meat body suit or the eye that's looking through your eyes and seeing because that is eternal that has never been born weapons can't cleave it and fire can't burn it you can't drown it
1: oh and i was saying then that to me uh, sometimes that so we talked last time too about how some of our conditioned templates um preclude us from really perceiving what magic is and I think one of them is the idea that, that magic is, is necessarily you know, the accomplishment of pulling flowers out of your sleeve. When, yeah. when to me really it is still an alignment of a state that allows for you to witness and bask in and appreciate and sense the magic that is you know, right now already. So it's not necessarily uh, an act in time or, or something specific as much again as like a state of being
0: exactly yeah it's not a card trick Uh, what i what i refer to as magic is the fact that you can morph reality right from where you sit that you can take a deep breath in go into enter a different state and reality in front of you just morphs into a different reality that would be the ultimate magic right where you have a feeling inside but i've done stuff like that like i've walked into a room and you could tell and read the the room and it was not good and i go okay just give me a minute you go into the bathroom you change states and you come back and it's a different room because because you're the ultimate you know if i looked at what i was thinking before i entered that room it's it's a direct match to what I was thinking probably Uh, but I take a moment and I go okay stop go back into the go to the bathroom change my state and walk into the room and all of a sudden it's a different a, a, a different I'm not saying the people are the same the mood is different
1: yeah that actually that technique in a more like over time fashion is and and it's it gets a little trippy because prior realities seem less real you know they take on more of myth or more fable but all of my you know my family relationships I feel that I played a role in transforming through allowing for a blankness and an intention prior to interacting and so I work with people who are you know feeling squashed through some kind of family dynamic that's imbalanced or doesn't necessarily it hasn't necessarily trained for them to use the fullness of their power and it seems like oh what do I need to say to them to make it change and it's like no 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 No, I, I think of um a satellite almost where you're on the ground they're on the ground between you almost at an apex in a a, a triangle is the satellite of god you know the satellite of of all that is it's not how do you affect change person to person on the ground as much as how do you throw it up to the satellite and allow space for the person that you're interacting with on the ground to change yep and and again I think there to me is still I, I'm I still need to be mindful of why what what is you know what must I believe to be true that that is what I'm asking for rather than allowing for a physical action or something you know more tangible on the ground
0: It's funny that you used that statement with with why because I used to have a statement that I used to say to myself what would I have to believe In order to receive what i'm getting
3: Mm.
0: and it would always trip you back to your belief that whatever belief because there's a magic mirror in front of you that's basically reflecting back everything that's inside of you so what would i have to believe in order to receive what i'm getting
1: yeah you
0: know it's very similar to what you're saying
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because it kept
1: Yeah, I find that with the reflection, it can be exact, you know, in a denial of self type of way, or it can be, um, you know, the the dynamics, where am I out of balance, so as to allow for this out of balance experience. And I find that there doesn't necessarily need, again, going back to the idea of an active I, the personality you don't really need to fact find it so much as, again, just like love and allow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or recognize, just recognize that it's coming at you. You must believe in something in order for that to be coming at you. So now what state do you want to be in? That you, You don't have to really go, like you say, go digging in the dirt. You can just recognize and go
2: and float. And see what comes out of the mirror with that.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, you like to laugh too, eh?
1: That's pretty funny out here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, uh, laughter is a real game changer when you can reach that level of laughing i think that's why when people lose their identity they lose all of it they just even if it's just a, an exercise you know that they're doing but they let go of it all they reach that state of satori and just start laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing i've had a real problem lately to be honest with you Shirley. Is it started a little while back where somebody came on to a session with me and they started laughing and they just wouldn't quit. And they just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed the whole time. You know, and I'm going, okay, well, we're getting close to the hour here. And, you know, is there a question you want to ask me? And it's like, ha 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 ha. You know, and they start laughing some more and they laugh and laugh and laugh. And they say that was the best session they ever had. And I'm going, oh, okay good yeah it was yeah yeah. no but uh, and then the next person comes on and they talk for a little while next thing you know they start laughing and laugh and laugh and laugh and I'm going hmm well it's good that I you know I have a strong demeanor of myself you know otherwise laughing at me you know <laughs> but I find that that laughter really is We've gotten so serious here on planet Earth.
2: Haven't we? Yeah, it's good to laugh once in a while and just let it all go, right?
1: Yeah, I think of it as the seventh sense, the sense of humor.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt.
1: The most important one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I think too, what I'm seeing from where I am now, again, like the way that spiritual tools and perspectives can create more of the same is that the um, the lightness and the heaviness. So there is. Kind of going back to the boombox idea, there is a song that plays quite loudly through the collective that is like, isn't that funny, <laughs> you know? And so it does, if, if one finds oneself in a place of seriousness, don't judge it. It's okay. It's just, there's not, judging yourself is only more of those other boomboxes.
0: Yeah, exactly yeah
1: yeah and so there's not from what I can tell there's not a way to fix yourself back to God you don't the, the fixing is still that separation and fear you can't get there
0: because you're not broken and yeah. and nor is God and you're God so you're not broken yeah it's a just a matter of letting go and 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 just floating in like a feather right into your god consciousness because you already are it yeah there's nothing you need to do there's nowhere you need to go simply sit at your kitchen table and love who you are and the universe will surrender itself at your feet because it has no choice when we get to that place where we let go and softly land in our in the comfort of god i am as all are
1: yeah. yeah and i find too so allowing for maybe progressions of the experience or or um alan watts called it hiding and seeking like when you're not found. It's it's interesting. I I think of it like toggling. So some I would toggle between the light world and the dark world almost. And in the dark world, there was seemingly a loss of control, where my physical body dictated what I perceived as scary or not, based on the beliefs or the programs that I had, and that it, when I had been provoked in kind of like dark world scenarios, I, you can't fix it in the dark world. It's only, you know, through bringing your physiology back to that awareness, back to that state of like love, self-love and that you can do something, or at least that I could do something. And the way that I found to do that was this meta application of loving that I'm in a dark place loving that i'm tense loving that i don't feel like i have control you know whatever the highest level except that i can't accept love that i can't love whatever it was the highest level then allowed for me to like toggle back to what was true
0: yeah yeah because you can't have you can't have two feelings in the same body so you can't have fear and love together. So one, one or the other. So if you love your nightmares, they go away. Boom. Yeah. 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 Because you're 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 making love the dominant, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Choosing which God you pray to with your emotions, is it fear or is it love?
2: Yeah. Excellent. It is.
0: Yeah. Go ahead, you were gonna say something and I rudely interrupted.
1: No, I think that I'll have to rewatch it, but at the end of Ghostbusters I don't know if it's one or two when they sing to make the the the, to change kind of like the power dynamic they get everybody singing um i think the jackie gleason song your love takes me higher or something like that and that really is uh and and that to me is the application of faith and the way that it's presented in different like biblical tales and it's it's really standing in what is and and singing and and through that love and that energy it's transformed yeah and it, it takes a it took a little bit for me really to believe that i think of um the self almost like a mansion and in some rooms it's darker and scarier than others through you know lack of familiarity last lack of awareness which is the same as you know knowing what is true and it seems like the recipe in all the rooms is the same. But sometimes it seems like, oh, but not this room. This room, I need to figure it out. But it seems it's the same in all the rooms.
0: It is. The, and that, that's thats really what I what I look for is that key That that is the same no matter what dimension or room or reality you're in that the freedom is owning who you are owning who you are like making that the the steadfast God I am as all are to me and I know that I mean people have various different understandings and ideas of what God is right to them And so, it's just like love, love, you know. Well, what do you mean love, right? Because some love is not the same as other love, right? But, and God, the same thing in people's minds, how they have it set up. But if if one was to go to a place within themselves uh, that is stable, just stable, that love,
2: that love of being in a stability, but unshakable,
0: because it really is us. Have you ever noticed, like, when I'm unshakable, my reality is unshakable, or when I'm shakable, my reality is shakable. When I'm unshakable, my reality becomes unshakable, right? If I question myself, I've got all kinds of people coming and questioning me. If I stop questioning myself, then they disappear and there's just silence, right? So there's this thing that goes on within us, this stability to being sovereign in that, in that that it's you're the creator, it's coming from you. And coming and getting that stable, then everything else turns stable, right? Like in the Tao, they talk about the three levels of manifestation. And I utilize this because this has happened to me many times, where I have an idea, and I'm thinking, and it's a fearful idea, and I go, Oh shit, right. And then it's moving down, and now I'm adding emotion to it, right, this idea. Well, sooner or later, it gets ejected out into the future, and it comes back to me as experience, right? Now, at that point, at that point, I can say, okay, I created that. Now, it's okay, right? And it'll drift by, and nothing will happen, right? If I don't do that, then I get hit with it, and then I, my reality turns into because thoughts, thoughts want to become real. They want to become things, right? In the Tao, they talk about this, and so you could you could stop it at just the idea. Oh, that was a silly idea. <laughs> Let it go, right? Or you could stop it when you're mixing emotion with it, like. The idea and, oh, oh, this is going to be, that would be fearful. And, And, you know, stop, stop. And just soften and love before it gets sent out. Or you can stop it when it's coming at you and you just sidestep and just don't give it any energy and let it flow by. Because the moment you give it energy, now it becomes real. And now it gets to live right because it wants to be real does that make sense
1: yeah absolutely okay yeah i think that stable part to me is silence so when you're talking about the ideas that come down that you know if you're in the game of self development self mastery you know mm-hmm. uh, the real realize realization of the self there can be then a it's almost like uh fear of the thought you know and then there's a whole production around a production around a production when the only thing that really is stable is silence no else can really be articulated as true
0: that that is the god state that yeah. silence in the mind you see work whether i was working with figure skaters or whether i was working with golfers or whether i was working with basketball players or hockey players it all ended up being the same thing whether i was working with the spiritually advanced people that were trying to get the, the next the next uh, higher frequency it didn't matter who it was the critic was present or not present when a figure skater does a wonderful performance and you talk to them and you elicit what they did it was the absence of the critic they were actually into the dance they actually got lost in what lot Tzu talks about they adopted the sacred emptiness you know lot Tzu talked about the fact that you can create you can a, a vase you 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 work the clay and then you adopt the sacred emptiness, and it becomes a vase. Um, that emptiness, that silence
2: that is worth that is worth
0: exploring and focusing on. Because i do, I do help people remove the critic, and when they remove the critic all of a sudden, whether it's hockey sport, whether it's sports or whether it's actual life or whatever it is, and that critic was developed back in the day when we were in school and we 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 were what I call the magical inner child, the magical child, and we were told that that wasn't appropriate. That we're going to get locked up if we keep doing that. We need to get we need to get rid of that and. Put on the mask. Well, part of the mask that we put on uh, to be socially acceptable was also a critic that kept you criti- kept criticizing you, so that you stayed within the mask reality. Right, and we all adopted that that critic, and it says, "Oh, uh, you know, you can't talk about that because the you know society wouldn't wouldn't like you if you did that." You know. It starts out soft and then it gets worse and worse and worse as people get older and removing it is that silence in your mind there's no more yap right it's just silence and so when a when a when a when a when an artist goes into the sacred emptiness into that silence the the art they create is phenomenal when a figure skater goes in there and it becomes the dance it's not about criticizing every move and that I did, you know, did I do this twist the right way, or am I going to, or all this noise that goes on, gone, and it's just, I
2: am that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the critic is slippery guy. When I'm teaching him, I usually talk about how he's got one of those like mustache, sunglass combos. And so when you start to work with freeing yourself from the critic, the critic then puts on his little, you know, his little glass disguise, and then he's critical about you being critical, about being critical, about being critical. And it just keeps climbing up your layers of awareness, and, and silence really is the only freedom, which to me is also the same as acceptance, which is the same as recognizing you, you really don't know what anything is for or what it means or what's optimal. And you know, going to the figure skater example, like following the thread of why do I want to be perfect, ultimately it comes down to feeling that you're good enough. And, and that as a relative judgment based on external things is an impossible thing to achieve. It's only through allowing, giving it to the self that then you're really free to do your own art.
0: When I had to ask them, why did you get into this? They'd say, because I love the dance, the expression, the movement. And I'd go, and how much of that are you doing now? None. What are you doing?
2: Well, criticizing myself. Mm-hmm let's get back to the dance. Let's get back to the movement because you love movement. Because you love to express.
0: And I brought it, would bring him back. But I found, say, that there's no negotiating. Like, you know, hey, I took NLP too. And, you know, negotiation techniques and that with the critic. I couldn't negotiate with it at all because it would put its, glasses on and pretend it was negotiating and then after you leave come back in full force again so i developed a technique to remove it and utilizing the law that you know universal laws the law of free will the law of polarity right like attracts like and opposites always repel Uh, free will that you have You have the right to your own life and nothing has the right to interfere with your life, seen, unseen, above, below, in, or out. You're the one. And so when, but it wasn't good enough for me to just sit there and, you know, mouth flap at them. They have to be a participant in stating the law of free will, telling the, the critic that, hey, you're breaking the law of free will. I demand an energy refund from you and but then treating it not like you know just blowing it up or destroying it or whatever but actually giving the critic its own timeline its own past its own future its own present moment
2: and weaning it because we have to wean it and give birth to it because Because it's time you can't be suckling off of a, somebody forever right
0: <laughs> this kind of resonates with people because they realize that at a certain point in time something needs to be weaned right It has to have its own life you can't live vicariously through you all the time messing up your future so that it can feed off that negative energy. So we teach it how to manifest its own negative energy. Go ahead, sit on the timeline all by yourself there. And you can, you can imagine all of these things, manifestation. If that's what you like, I don't care. I'm not going to try to convert you. But I'm talking to the critic. And... Like attracts, like and opposites always repel. And then I ask the client, is this critic like you or opposite
2: of you? And 90 times out of 100, they'll say, I'm nothing like it. Then I say, well, just let the law take over
0: now. It was only because you were unaware of the law. And then it floats off and goes goes to be with its own like kind. Then they hear the loving inner voice inside. That it was masking all this time. The talk comes up from the heart. says, I love you. I believe in you. And then watch things flourish, right? People just... Because that's a different boombox playing. Totally different boombox. And, like, I understand your analogy with the boombox because... When you hear things and see things and feel things, it moves through your body and changes your structure. They say that water with a certain emotional frequency will vibrate and and make a certain shape. Now, you change the feeling that changes within the body and you're 90% water. So that's dancing on your DNA. When you change an emotional state, it's doing something on a level that you can't see with your eyes, but it's doing something inside of you. So when we remove the critic and come back to the loving voice, all of a sudden this energy is dancing differently. The water is dancing differently. It's a different geometric shape. And it's touching on your DNA in different places.
2: And things happen a lot of times instantly. Right.
1: Yeah, and I think with let's see the loving dialogue a lot of the experiences that we're talking about to me are you can't imagine them really until you, until you have them. And I remember when I first noticed my dialogue was loving. <laughs> it was like you know, what a beautiful experience to have inside of you. Somebody, like someone say like, oh, you did a good job there. Like, it's okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And there's so much, there's so much power that you recoup when you're not fighting. Like it, it's, it's the same as having everything's pointing the same direction. And it's, it is, it's magical it is a completely different experience of living
0: it aligns you with god right now you're in the flow right now right like i i have sometimes clients that come to me that have been to uh that that listen a lot to uh, abraham i don't know yeah. if you know abraham and they, and they say, well, Dwayne, uh, I'm having real trouble getting into the vortex. And I go, oh, okay. I says, uh, so how soon do you want to be in the vortex? And they go, well, right away. I go, okay, good. And then I go, so describe to me what it's like when you're in the vortex. Well, I feel this, and I, this happens to me, and that happens to me, and this is going on, and, you know, they describe it. And I go, where are you?
2: And they go, I'm in the vortex. I says, no shit.
0: All you have to do is elicit it. So they're sitting back here from the point of view, how do I get into the vortex? And I tricked them into describing it to me, what it, they feel like in it, and in describing it, they're in it. They have to be in it, or they can't describe it. And that works for so many things blocks whatever well what's it feel like on the other side of the block in freedom describe to me what you are there and they just start to describe it and next thing you know the block is dissolved because that was the whole point the whole point was to put a thing up in front that you perceive you can't get through but if we psychologically move to the other point point a point b and we go to point b And describe point B, well, the problem dissolves. Because there was never a problem. It was just a lack
2: of imagination. Right? Anyway.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, when I'm um, presenting those possibilities, they do, they, they bump up, they can bump up against a lot of resistance. It's not... You know, last time we talked a little bit about worth, you know, look how smart I am. I analyzed my way beyond this. I look, I could tell you about all these pieces. And so in that respect, you know, if if it's not something that somebody has online as a tool, I suggest taking it to like an area you don't really care that much about. You know, maybe it's something at the grocery store that you wish they carried you know it it doesn't have to be profound you don't need to turn over your life at this you know to start if that's not accessible if you don't believe that these things work and but you know if they're watching your show and they're at this point in it they probably (laughs) probably have they're probably on that they're on that train but
2: come on (laughs) yeah.
1: yeah but like i mean for the people around you you know it's not allowing that it's it just takes like a little crack for the light to come in like just a little and then once you see it then it allows you like i said to take it to the other rooms
0: don't worry about the crack because that's how the light gets in that was uh that was a line out of um oh what's his name he sings the song hallelujah Um, I just got a block right now for his name. On the other side of the block is his name.
1: Is it Leonard?
0: Leonard Cohen. Yeah.
1: What is Leonard for 400?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's true. And so when you're looking at the obstacles, going back to the application of love, acceptance, silence, it's saying yes. Yes. To what is what you were saying with applying energy or emotion to something is when you say no, 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 no. But if you say yes, and then you dance with it, and when you dance with it, you can like move outside of it.
0: This reminds me what you're talking about reminds me of when I seen that that video of that that three second healing that took place with that woman in that. Medicineless hospital in beijing and they do just energy work and they had uh she had she had cancer and uh they had an mr or no what's that other one where they 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 put the gel and they take a look inside of you they what's that not mri it's another name
1: a cat scan no
2: i'm not I'm, i'm not sure but
0: anyway, it's just a handheld device. They look at babies with it.
1: Oh, uh, ultrasound.
0: Ultrasound. They had an ultrasound, and it was it was broadcasting what the cyst looked like, and then they had a still shot of the cyst on a split screen. Okay? And these, these guys come in, the healers come in, and they were saying, you know, something like, oh, shot. Boom, shot. Like there's something, something they were saying, and you're watching this cyst just go book on the real live scan. It's just going book, 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 and gone in like three seconds. And so when they asked them, they said, "Well, what, what, what kind of technique? What are you using?" And they and they says, "Well, the fact that it's cancer is one reality." The fact that it can change is another reality and we don't discredit either reality we just make a choice as to which reality
2: we would like to see happen right
0: this is a plausible full-on reality that this cyst will get bigger and bigger and eat her all up or that, that could shrink and we just sit there in the middle and just chant that this one shrink you know that it shrinks but we don't give we don't take away from the fact the possibility that the other could happen too right so i don't know if that's going along with what you're saying or not but uh it was phenomenal to see sitting there in that space and saying saying Either one is a possible reality and we're just, at this point, choosing this one. Not taking away from the other one that it could happen, but choosing this one.
1: It's almost like I did a session yesterday for someone and I use imagery, I illustrate during sessions. And- the eye and the eye that you used earlier—that was the first time yesterday. I illustrated that. I had like a little cartoon letter I to represent the personality, and then the and a, an eyeball to represent um, the witness. Right. And and what you're talking about right now, I used two tip jars, and one tip jar. It was an image that had Tupac on it, and the other image had Biggie, and it was like at a coffee shop. Vote for which one you prefer, and. When I was talking to him about allowing for his, you know, traumatic experience that brought him to this point to be carried forward, it's up to him. You know, he can vote with his attention in the two, po- two pocket, biggie. It's, it's preference. There's It's preferential, not hierarchy. And if he wants to continue to bring in the examination of what was, he certainly can apply his attention that way. Or... He can vote for his vision. He can vote with his money, with his attention, with his energy for the vision. It's exactly. it doesn't matter.
0: Exactly, it doesn't matter.
1: As as you wish.
0: As you wish. I used to belong to a church. It was called uh, Science of Mind, not Scientology, but Science of Mind. And the minister, I remember, she was one of the congregation. There was was on their deathbed and uh, they called her in the minister to come in and talk to her and so she did and she says uh well i'm here for one of two reasons to help you die or to help you live it's up to you (laughs) (laughs) well true eh? well she decided to live for a while longer yeah
1: yeah, I think, you know, when you're looking at preference, again, we come back to that, uh, to the anchor, the identity anchor, which is why. Why do you think you need to examine the past? Why do you think that you need to think about, um, you know, a lot of people on the uh, expanding awareness train behold certain features of this reality that previously didn't look the way they look after you put some light on it and you see sort of some of these systems of essentially you know control and whether it's organized or not I don't know but there then and I, I, I fell in this bucket for a minute where it's like okay how do I dismantle their power and and that put me in a terrible state no energy no creativity no joy it was only through the recognition that I don't Take, i don't do anything to their power i only claim mine and remind others of their power to claim and no. that doesn't mean that i don't care about different things it just means i recognize i have no power except in these ways no and that's enough and that's enough
0: yeah i i shared i share the same sort of concept idea i says i can take you to the door but it's up to you to go through it I can describe the door to you, I can do all that, but the the going through the door,
2: the ancient doorway is up to you.
0: And there I have no guilt, no whatever, no nothing about it, whether you go through or you don't go through. And you can go through it and step back out, play that game for a while too, that's up to you. Or you can go through it and, you know, each step that you take, every click of the clock, Every breath you take, you move further into the future, leaving the past behind. Or you can play the game at the threshold, back and forth, back and forth. Or you can say it's all bunk and just go back to the old way of being. It's up to you.
1: And, you know, at the threshold, I've I've done that. (laughs) I've done my share of that. And going back to that meta-level application of acceptance, you're never not it. You're never not God. You're never not it. You're never not it. And so even the dance of the threshold is still it. You're still there. There's nowhere to change. There's nothing to do. And in that level of acceptance, there's it, it goes back to the tip jar. Do you want to tip fighting the threshold or do you want to tip that the threshold is okay? And as soon as you tip the okay threshold, the next adventure unfolds. mm
2: mm-hmm. yeah no. well wow.
1: and also, I think like i it, I unpacked a lot of ideas around what success on this plane could or should look like, and those ideas are they're real deep in there you know you're you know for me, each level of freedom that I claimed, I used it to then interpret one of the learned templates again like how do i what will this look you know and the oh man i was running somewhere Where where was i running
2: i lost it i ran
1: right off you know where i was going your best guess
0: are you asking <laughs> me to bring you back i
1: <laughs> if you can pick up of my face
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: i think i guess uh, maybe not relatedly maybe relatedly what i was looking for always had only been love of self you know and and there were different things that i thought would yield that and in the love of self there's that curiosity you're allowing of the curiosity because there's not something to get right you know and and then things can go places you never thought you know did i think when i set out on my journey to after my sister's death you know i'd be sitting here talking to you about you know approaching problems in these ways no (laughs) did i think that i would be having the experience of time and consciousness that I, I did. No. Did I want to? No. You know, I you don't think it, it you don't I didn't think that a lot of the things that solve quote unquote solved my problems would solve my problems. But they do. It's it's your state of being. That's that's the only that that's I think you said that's, that's the t shirt we're gonna sell, Steve. <laughs> that's where it's at states of being are where it's at
0: yeah it is so out of all of this ongoing practices and things and noise really
2: it comes down to one thing who are you Because who are you is the state of being that you're vibrating. And that's what manifests your reality. So. Why? And who are you?
0: Who are you now? A friend of mine one time, he was at a lounge. And he was sitting there just peacefully having a, having a drink. And, you know, sometimes People come in and, you know, really want to, you know, they can't handle being alone, so they got to talk to somebody, right? Even a total stranger. And my friend was, like, giving off the vibe that I just want to be left alone. I'm just fine here, okay? And the guy comes over and says, hey, how's it going? Can I buy you a drink? Right? You know, the old thing. Buddy's there and figures, okay, well, I'm not getting away from this. So, okay, sure, okay. So the guy buys him a drink and... And the guy was going on about this and that and the other thing, and about you know how he's done this and how he's done that and how he's done this, and but he's just sitting there going, "I just wanted a peaceful drink, right?" And then pretty soon this guy whips out his card and gives it to him. Here's my card. Well, the he my buddy said the front side of the card was full of things he did, and the back side was full of things he did,
2: right? And my buddy looked over at him and he says, how is your mom and dad these days? And he says, well, they're gone. He says, that's right. Now you don't have anything to prove to anybody. Okay. Boom.
0: So all of that stuff that was on the front was just more confirmation he wasn't there yet. And it started with his own family, right? Trying to be more and more and more and more and you don't have to be more it's really less and less and less just simplicity within yourself and confident in that you know I know it's a crude story but
2: it happened it was a true story
1: yeah and I think it's interesting you know the who are you also you know who include is inclusive of the total experience the non-separation so who brings everything as you know for me and like you were saying before if something's for you know coming for you and you'd rather not you have the option to tip you know in a different direction at the same time I find that if it's in front of you and this is where I was trying to go before like when you say yes to your adventure then you claim the identity as well I am says you know I'm I'm all this So, you know, if you're stuck on a threshold, you're stuck in yourself, you're stuck in a dynamic, like I am, it's mine, it is. It's the same love of the circumstances is the same as saying I am. So even, you know, you're a friend and being bothered, you know, he was only being bothered by himself, you know, in some way, it was showing him perhaps the belief that he wasn't able to you know, do that, or, or maybe an opportunity to surrender that his wisdom is for himself, you know?
0: Well, you know what, in listening to what you're saying and knowing him, you're absolutely, I'm, 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 I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm just, I'm, you're accurate. Cause he did battle with that. Not to come, that person showed up in his life, but he did battle with that. He was dancing in a threshold. Highly spiritual, and he was a highly spiritual person. And then and then back to what his parents wanted him to be, working in the oil field. So he was doing that. And then this person showed up just to and yes, he said those things, but you can't say those things without reflecting to yourself, what are you doing? Right?
1: No. Yeah, I had an info call the other night with a gentleman who had been through um, the AA program, which I'm loosely familiar with, but I told him, you know, I'm not trained by anything but like life and God, you know, intuitively. I, of course, studied a ton. I've been in, you know, I, I, I have, uh, I have to say like most of it just comes to me, but I have been working with people since 2013 and he said something like, you know, how they helped me as well. And I mean, I asked, did you mean experientially and and helping me build out my experience bank? He's like, no, no, they, you teach, like what you teach, you learn, you know? And of course I believe that that's true, but it really is, I'll have sessions with people I'm essentially channeling or just intuitively speaking at the end, I'm like, oh, great idea. (laughs) Like noted, (laughs) like I'll take that with me. Because, you know, you are, everything you're speaking is for you.
0: It is. (laughs) I remember a story about Dr. Milton Erickson. And they asked him, they said, Milton, what do you do when you have a difficult client that you can't? uh..." He says, well, I just simply go into a trance and let my unconscious do it. Because he couldn't say channeling back then. They'd have locked him up.
2: They'd have took away his license. But he was channeling. He'd just step out and channel a session, right?
0: And a lot of times, that's what we do. We create a, a we create a space, and our client enters into that space, and we just simply allow. The most frustrating time in my career was when I used to keep files on clients and, and, and note what I did last time and what we're going to do next time. And, you know, because the client would never do what you're writing down for next time. And it was always a frustrating thing until I let it all go. And I'm just present with my client. So they come, they sit down and I go, okay, where are we going today? Well, you should know.
2: I have no idea how much you've changed since last time.
0: Or not. So tell me where we're going today. Right? Well, I'd like to do this or I'd like to do that. Okay. Right. So we go. Richard Bandler. (laughs) Richard Bandler, he was, uh, uh, one time, he had a research and development company. And his office was next to, literally a, a a psychologist but something happened to the psychologist and the psychologist did a midnight move and disappeared right but his clients kept coming and knocking at the door and when they didn't get an answer there they'd come into richard bandler's office and they'd they'd say well where's uh, the psychologist well he left and they go oh okay so then they would sit down and they'd start talking to him Right, and and he would listen, and he was helping them. But here's one thing that the, that he would do: they'd sit down and they'd start telling their life story of how they got here and everything else. He says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" He says, "I can't listen to that shit." He says, "It's illegal." <laughs> he says, "Tell me where you want to go. I'll help you get there, but don't tell me that stuff. It's a, it's, a, it's illegal for me to listen to it."
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: And it really just bent people's minds on to, okay, so instead of talking about the problem, where do I want to go, right? And you know how successful Bandler was. You know, he was almost neck and neck with Erickson there. Right? So it was interesting. I just wanted to share that while we were talking about
1: it. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, those little tweaks in direction, going back to the GPS thing, you know, where's your destination? Yeah. And I think with channeling, you know, to me, the more, let's say, like fluid my identification is, the more I'm surrendered, the softer I am, the easier it is for me to accept, like, I'm not really, you know, when. Like when you were talking about you know, puking up the past and rehearse like living it out in the future, to me, you know essentially, we are all channeling. We're either tra- channeling what's dead or alive. And when we're channeling what's dead, it's just our minds, our old thoughts, the thoughts we picked up, all the stuff that's you know, and it's just as easy whenever you're speaking, you know who is speaking from where and and really letting and it's a it's an incredible experience to not have to explain how i know what i know or where it comes from i i've learned i used to be apologetic almost and now it's sort of like hey look i'm on this ride with you we'll figure like well (laughs) we'll see i'll know why that matters when you do
0: (laughs) bring every tool i got to the table right yeah (laughs) i'm gonna ask you a question who are you channeling
1: well you know i think the who is still like god isn't this?
0: so in other words you
1: yeah 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 i think you know with the uh the different aspects that you encounter externally as people you know when you were saying having a blankness with sessions i do actually create um a program over time intuitively that i kind of unpack with them over time but the way i describe how i work with someone is that i sit at a i have a general store one of the old-fashioned ones with you know 14-foot ceilings with shelves that go the whole way up and they're empty except for when someone walks in and when they walk in all the shelves populate and i as the general store clerk just you know hand things over where it's not it's not ever under my I'm I'm a participant as much as they are you know so there is that and, and that's the miracle that's the magic of not having to know
0: yeah like my little red toolbox
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and yeah. the worst thing I could have done was cleaned it up because then I knew what was in there and it lost its magic then There's been times where I'm about halfway through the session, and inside my head, I'm going, well, I still don't know what we're going to do here. And then, but yet, by the end of the session, it pops out and it starts happening and it starts unfolding.
2: You just have to go to, well, there you go.
0: You have to surrender.
1: Yeah. And someone had said to me, like, oh, that's great. You have that confidence in yourself. And it's not that I developed it. I just didn't know not to have it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you sound like uh, old Mr. Seer there. He was, uh, he was, uh, he, 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 he ended up being a master electrician, but he was deaf and Cyril, and he was deaf uh, because of a beating he got from his dad or whatever, but he was deaf, and so he went into he wanted to become electrician uh master electrician or whatever right and so this is the nice thing about uh being deaf is that you didn't understand what no meant, so I went to different areas of uh, electronics that nobody else went to he was Cyril was the one that developed the uh, free energy device because he couldn't understand no that's so good
3: yeah
0: and this thing uh, the more load they put on it the lighter it got so they thought they'd give it a disc to ride in and they said when this disc floated up and went across the rooftops The roof, the, the roofs were waving he says birds were falling out of the sky when this thing was because they were surprised at this thing f- flying through the sky wow. i can send you a video on the new, new, new old bugger he's sure yeah, an intelligent feller but he couldn't understand you know in the books know that you couldn't do something
2: he just got curious about what you could do right
1: Yeah, and i see that a lot as well you know it was in myself and also with clients the more that you you know the more that you study the more intricate your maze becomes and the harder it is to find anything and particularly like the way out there's no relief exactly. in the
0: yeah complexity is a trap yeah and it's really if you take a look at it and break it down it's built up by the ego right that if it's more complex and I come up with it, then I'm smart. Yeah. I'm not smart at all. I'm dumb as a stick. I just open up to the universe and let it come through me. Right? I don't hold any in thought of me being superior intelligence at all. And for a lot of people, that would just go, oh, but how are you going to look different than anybody else? Well, it doesn't matter. They find you when they find you. Do you know what i mean like they're using intelligence and in that they're smart and they're cunning and they're whatever that for 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 a purpose or a reason that they will appear smarter and it's not it's surrender that makes you tapping into the god god mind that
1: yeah i mean, i I fell in that trap in joining the larger conversation. You know, let me explain how this is so. You can't. You can't. You can't. I mean, I, I think, like you said earlier, you can take them to the doorway, and that's how I've rationalized contributing to the conversation, Or, or I don't need to rationalize it, but that is how I came to peace with my contribution to the content where I recognize that, I used or leaned on the ladders and boats and rafts that other people built, and in some ways to see that it could be done, and others because it helped me remember things, et cetera. And so,
0: and then it, you start creating on your own and becoming your own your own damn genius, which you are. In yeah, work, it, in psychology, really, I mean, we don't say that, but really psychological genius you can see the path that people go down and get tripped up and and you can go in there and you can you can assist them choosing a different
2: choice at that point maybe
0: you offering them an option
1: well i think Going back to, like, again, I'm not really as much as I get to participate in that process, yeah. like, because um, it's fun to me. And it's more that I am – all you- I do is erase what's not real.
2: Yeah. And you love it.
1: It's the most fun. It's honestly the most fun in the world.
0: That's right. And that's what makes you good at it. That's what made – Dr. Milton Erickson good at what he did. He loved it. He loved it. He loved hypnosis. He loved helping people come out of wiggly places. You know? And he genuinely loved people.
2: That What a great model for
0: change work. Right? And he knew they were, he knew that there was untold magic in there that he had just never tapped into just like digging around in the dirt in my magical toolbox box and finding what i needed and erickson
2: was like that he knew it would come up maybe it was just intention he knew if he sat down with a client that this magic would happen just like you and i do if anything, if anything, that was a takeaway with
0: from Milton Erickson, the, probably the best you could get. You look in and you just expect magic, and magic happens.
2: Yeah. Well, I love talking to you. We got to do it again.
1: Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. I'm very honored and excited to be here it's super fun for me it feels really nice
0: and that's really a kind of person that i want to go see is somebody that's excited about it that loves it and loves people and seeing them free what better teacher what better and it's not even teaching it's just come into the space and let's be and watch the magic take place
2: Because acceptance,
0: unconditional love and acceptance is really where it's at.
1: I was just thinking, like, it's all this, it's kind of like this Willy Wonka expression to just like, you know, you're like moving your hands, throwing colored smoke confetti and then like the word, the cartoon word that remains on the table is just like, acceptance like that's it that's it all your, i mean as far as i can tell i'm facilitating acceptance of what is and the allowance or the validation of possibility yeah from this point
0: mm-hmm. good any uh new events coming up for you for
1: the- i uh, i've been invited to contribute content to the hope givers campaign which is um an international uh, organization aimed at supplying hope to people wrestling with some things okay. so that's really exciting to me I'm working on some stuff for that
0: good good and uh, of course you you accept clients um, and uh, And they can find you, last time we kind of promoted your Instagram, but you have a website too.
1: Yeah, they can find me at habitbook.com.
0: And there they can book sessions from you, right?
1: Yeah, there's a link for an info call. just easy breezy. I am in the business of empowering people to discern what is correct for them. So there's like no pressure. It's just info. So I really encourage people to use that just to see if you know it works but it feels good to them
0: so this time i'm going to put your website on the
2: on, on, on the radio.
1: thank you so much
2: is that is that okay with you Pauline?
1: yeah that's great <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great
0: all right well thank you very much for being on and we'll do it again catch up and see how we're doing in a in a couple of weeks or so
1: that would be great
0: okay sounds good
1: thank you
2: so much bye for now
0: you've been listening to the second interview with shaylee edwards and you can find her at her own website Habitbook.com. And I am Dr. Dwayne Hartman, the Trans Alchemist. And for more information on me, you simply go to DwayneHartman.com. That's D W A I N E Hartman, H A R T M A N.com. And there you'll find we can do personal sessions together, training. Whatever you wish. You can even get me out to two-day events uh, in your city. So, be well, take care, and we'll talk again soon. Bye for now.